The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 260 of the 365 Message Center show. We're glad to have you. Today uh, is October 31st for me. Um, Not for Daryl. He had that yesterday. And uh, today is a time when we we little kiddos go and knock on strangers' doors and say, please give me candy. Uh, And they dress up in costumes of pirates or ghosts or something um so yeah it's halloween here in the states and we're glad to have you here uh daryl dressed up as a pumpkin and i dressed up as i'm a custard actually oh a custard Uh, i don't know yeah those in the audio podcast he's wearing a nice orangey shirt and i'm wearing a bluey shirt so anyway yeah how are you daryl I'm well. Uh, it has been an interesting start to the week, running a, a full day workshop, mm. day two today, uh, and mm. getting deep into recreating and reimagining internets. Uh, I'm really enjoying having the in-person time. I've been running a interactive whiteboard on top of a Surface Hub and getting all sorts of people to add their virtual sticky notes. So it's been Sounds really cool. so fancy. So fancy. Well, I think uh, right before we're going to jump into messages right now, right after we say, make sure you give this a thumbs up the episode, whether this is if this you're on YouTube and you're watching, give us a thumbs up. If you're on audio, give us a share, give us a like Um, everybody go ahead and post the URL to the episode you're watching or listening to go ahead and post that to social media right now so we can retweet or reshare or like or whatever we're going to amplify you uh and when you do that so go ahead and give that uh, a shot right now right as you're watching and listening you could do that trust me you're going to be able to absorb the information while you do that so go ahead and (laughs) um go ahead and post that right now okay but make sure that's an easy one to do while you're multitasking and indeed it is so um while everyone is sharing, Daryl is going to switch over and uh, talk about changes to navigation. But everyone, keep in mind, you're you're sharing right now, right? Just making sure you're we're clear. Totally. Right, totally. Yeah, so uh, changes to navigation in Outlook for Android, MC450188. Uh, there were some changes that arrived, Daniel, uh, within Outlook for iOS. And so they're all about changing. We had like messages, we had search, and we had calendar. And everything was kind of simple, you know. You go up there in the middle and search and find stuff. And then search got bumped over to the side and it started to look a little different. Um, and there are some similar changes coming to Android. Uh, Android is uh, also, no, we didn't really actually get any cool pictures in here so I'll, I'll go through to the blog shortly um but it's all about trying to make the contacts files and more easier to find <coughs> excuse me but um i kind of feel like they were already easy to find what really is happening is that they're adding a feed uh to uh, show other content uh, notifications and other signals that you get across office oops across Microsoft 365, like uh, someone might have shared a document with you. So let's see if we can find where 
There might have been a, a nice picture or post here. Yeah, here we go, here we go. There are a number of things coming to this space. So there's there's more more reasons than just, oh, we're shifting search and we're combining the things. Um, but uh, they're eventually going to be making space for those apps that we currently have in Teams, but will also be made available in Outlook. Uh, so think of how we go into Teams today. We can go and uh, shuffle the core applications we want to see at the bottom of our mobile experience. An example here in the screenshot is the Power BI uh, app as well. So th these are all changes that are shuffling to, to um, get that all ready for us. But the um, And you see that kind of happening here in the animated GIF. We also see a change to that button. Enough. That's actually. Is that something you're talking about later, or is this a part of the same message? No, that's yeah, same message. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's also that plus button where you can quickly add uh, a certain item that that will have a little carrot symbol, and you can then choose. This is going to be a bit more obvious about being able to create more items. And here you see that example of reshuffling the apps around so that you can um, have more within your Outlook experience. Um, and there's there's an example of Power BI uh, experience today in Out, Outlook for iOS. Um, if you go to your search button, you'll see not just your contacts along the top or the ability to search for files, but all of a sudden you've got little thumbnails of other things that are going on with notifications. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's they're, they're renaming that to Feed, right? And it, and it's yeah. um, if you look at it, it really is a feed because it, hmm. you're scrolling through there, you see all these things that have come, but it's it's also search. So it's gonna be an interesting, when they remove search and change it to feed, people are, I think, are just gonna instinctively hit that area where the search has always been, uh, I hope. Uh, and then they'll see the search bar and that's how you get to it. Um, hmm. But it's gonna say feed. And so if someone new coming to it goes, where do I get, how do I search? Well, you click on feed. Why would you click on Where's feed? Where's the magnifying glass? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, uh, <clears throat> I get it because mm. there's more than search there, but there's also more than feed there. There's, there's a search. So I don't know. But just something to keep in mind as you're communicating with, with people of um, when they're using mobile, um, Outlook on mobile. Yeah. So these changes are available now in Android beta. Um is that like generally to all Android versions of beta across all different phone platforms? Uh, will we will begin, oh no, that's the beta version of Outlook on Android. Okay, got it. We'll begin rolling it out to production late October, like today, and plan to mm -hmm. complete uh, rollout by mid-November. Very mm -hmm. nice, two, two links through to the same blog post. Three links, mm -hmm. one, two, three. <laughs> Yes, you, just in case you missed it in the extra half a page up. Extra, yeah. yeah, extra clear. Um, Daniel? M moving right along. Uh, well, sticking stay, with Outlook, though, too. Yeah, let's stay with Outlook. Outlook for Windows. Cloud signatures coming soon. MC450845. So this will be a way for you to... I, um, I don't know how many out there... I know I stopped mid-sentence there. I'm sorry, but I want to explain it in a different way. Sorry. Um, have used separate um, signatures in Outlook 
desktop, the, the app that's on your desktop, and Outlook in the web because they don't sync, right? So if you want to use both of those applications, you would have to um, create signatures in both places. The problem with that is, for me, I don't know if other people's experience, but Outlook on the web has always had treated like um, uh, images differently. It doesn't look exactly the same as what it does for Outlook on desktop. Well, now they're going to have a cloud signature, meaning um, your uh, signature is going to be stored in your mailbox and therefore will be used by Outlook on the desktop at the app and Outlook on the web. So if you're using Outlook in the browser like I do. Now this is going to be rolling out um, the standard release is going to be rolling out late October, so I guess today. Um, so the um, this is great, I think, uh, because it is giving that hey, if if once we uh, convert all the people from using the Outlook app to web, because that's what you should be doing anyway, in my opinion, um, then you know your signature will be there. So it's going to take your standard signature, your your default signature that you've selected. Uh, that's going to be the one that's going to sync. Um, now, there's some questions here, I think, for, if, you know, what happens if I have made the switch? So I created a signature in the Outlook app, um, and then I switched to Outlook on the web, and I've created a signature there, and it's different. Which one wins? Do not know. It doesn't give us any information about which one wins, really. There's some information on the links for um, the roaming signatures and everything, what 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 it's going to do. You're still going to have the ability to have local signatures, meaning um, the uh, it, you can have more than just that one, right? That that uh, that syncs. You can have others that are local, um, but it's going to be that one that is the default for new messages uh, or replies and forwards. Okay. Um, so this doesn't affect if you use like a third party service that adds your signature on to your email as it goes out, um, won't affect that. So I think there's still a question of which one wins if you have different signatures set up as default for Outlook on the web and desktop, but um, I guess we'll see. Um, just make sure you're checking that now because it should be happening very, very soon within the next day, it should be fully complete. Um, that's what they're they're saying here anyway. Um, Daryl, what, what do you think about this? Do you think this is going to be an issue with um, with people? or I, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. I think it's going to be, it could be problematic a little bit. Um, mm. And it just needs to be communicated as, hey, check your signatures. That's all. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's, it's right down to the end user level where you're still allowing people to have full control of their signature. And so they might have copied it from a template, dropped it into the auto signature box. And uh, up until recently, or up until this update, uh, you had to copy that version across different places. And I often found that, <coughs> excuse me, my Outlook on the web signature would get out of sync with, you know, I'd, I would usually change it on, on the desktop. But now that I'm working more yeah. in Outlook on the web, um, just good to see the this feature of being able to have the same wherever it is. Now, when I say down mm -hmm. at the end user level, um, some orgs have gone up one level and they're using that third party tool, a third party tool, um, mm -hmm. or they're using, um, I guess, what is it? Um, 
transport messaging i forget what it is mm. but at that exchange level where you can attach a signature to mm-hmm. outgoing messages indeed yeah and it's um i think there's while they do the transition it's going to be a little wonky i i feel like um so people need to just check their signatures um and making sure what is it set to um and then hopefully in the coming week or so it'll all be settled and it'll be one um signature that is used by both um now it would be really great if it was also on mobile um but we're just talking about uh, outlook on the web and desktop right now uh, it would be great if it was on mobile as well um so but anyway. I, I personally would find that good because i've had to rebuild my phone a few times over the last mm-hmm. week just Wouldn't troubleshooting nice just things sign it's in outlook and on ios in. yeah outlook yeah. on ios get outlook on ios thank you yeah yeah. All right, so let's switch gears out of Outlook and go to Teams, shall we? Yeah, this is our headline for this week. Uh, this is Sign Language View MC450498. Sign Language within Microsoft Teams. Uh, you know, we are used to seeing this on a broadcast. Maybe it's news or a certain um, announcement or a presentation of sorts. Uh, that you might have someone who uh, takes the role of um, signing what the person is saying on on the broadcast or speaking about, and they are in a, a small inset uh, on overlaid over the top of the broadcast, and uh, then it's making the broadcast more accessible to uh, our um, our deaf and hard of hearing users, and so they are bringing something similar or this feature to to Microsoft Teams and not quite in terms of the overlay uh, but it keeps uh, it, it brings the interpreter um, to a more prominent position in the video gallery and it uh, also they, they actually get as a video feed they get a higher quality than everyone else so it's prioritizing the video feed for the interpreter which is great you know you don't want it to be dropping down to 260p and you can't really tell what the sign is. <laughs> um, so we do have, uh, yeah, we, we kind of we reviewed these pictures. We thought that the second one was the best example of this because, you know, uh, Microsoft Fashion, we have uh, the uh, stock photos and stock photos are, they're all good except that when you, um, oh, bother. You're going to hassle me now. Uh, there we go. Stupid if you're on Windows, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, I get it. Um, so in this outlay, we see um, our person in yellow who, I don't know if this is a sign, and I'm not really trying to be funny, but she's supposed to be in the role of, of um, signing something in the meeting. She's got a little hand over the top of her uh, name, so perhaps that's <coughs> to show that she is um, in that role. And if we sort of zoom out a bit... She's at the very top of the gallery. Uh, she covers two columns. Um, I can't really tell about video quality. Um, but we also have Nathan Rigby, who we believe is the speaker. Whoops, the speaker in this um, profession because he's spotlighted. And so you have a concept of the spotlighted person's presenting and the person who's signing. Actually, Daniel, looking at that now, like I know it's important to have, uh, and that's the point of this message is to say that the uh, interpreter is prominent and and clearer. But 
it, it does sort of take away too from the person who's giving the presentation. Do you think yeah. maybe they should be on equal footing or? I think maybe just the ex example is because there's an odd number of people there um, and that she's the crystal who in this example is being used as a mm. interpreter. It's just that if there was another one that was spotlighted, it would scoot her over. Maybe uh, we're just, we're just kind of guessing. It might here be because, because Ray, Ray's being pinned as a personal that's right. spotlight. So that, right. that's probably why the presenter who spotlighted for everyone and Ray, yeah. uh, if he wasn't yes. pinned, maybe he uh, then. There would be would equal footing. I, I don't know. Size. Um, yeah. So, but I think the key here is um, better image uh, video quality, which is great, right? So, um, as well as, because we all know Teams kind of manipulates that video, especially when you're sharing content, the, mm. everybody gets really small and, you know, you're putting out like 200p um, or whatever. Um, the, uh, so better video quality and it's going to act like kind of like a spotlight um for those that have that ch have chosen it right so it's not a mm. it's going to spotlight for everybody it's going to be those that uh, go in and, and say yes i want this um mm. shown for me yep yeah so when is that available prevo will begin rolling out early november Production and GCC will begin rolling out early December and expect complete mid-December and GCC High and DOD will begin rolling out January. But I think it's a, a really good feature to see come in and uh, make these meetings uh, more accessible too. We've got lots of options now, right? We've got um, sign language interpreters, we've got transcripts that you know, should be reasonably accurate now. Um, that's really good. Oh, yeah, so yep. there it is. There's that setting where you go in and, and mm -hmm. change it um, within your own settings for Teams. It's turning on accessibility option for sign language. Manage signers? Huh. Yeah, you get to signify who would be signers. Yeah. Oh, I thought that would be a meeting option rather than a, you know, mm -hmm. like if I'm, uh, we're setting up a meeting and Daniel's going to do the sign language interpretation for today, so... I might mm -hmm. give him a role of that, not just, anyway, conceptual. We'll see what, what it looks like when it lands, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's for the accessibility settings that you create a list of people um, that will be prioritized for sign language. Um, so I, how that works, I'm not sure about, you know, for organization. And is this an admin that gets to do this or is this everyone mm. gets to do this? I don't, I don't know. I think it, I think it would be the admin would be doing this, but mm. I don't know. We'll see when that rolls out, we can play with it a little bit more. Mm. Well, Daniel, keep us in uh, meetings and tell us about what's happening to PowerPoint. It's going away. <clears throat> no, I'm just joking. PowerPoint <laughs> live in teams, magnify slide MC four, five, two, one, nine, eight, um, I don't know how many times I have been in a meeting. It's been a lot. How many times I've been in a meeting and a slide's being shown and I'm like, I can't really read. What, what is that? What is, you know, something's just not clear. Um, now the new pop out, you know, that we're able to pop out content has helped. Um, mm. 
especially if you got a very large screen. But, uh, you know, sometimes it would be nice to kind of zoom in on something, whether it's text or maybe a graphic, um, a chart or something. Uh, well, we're going to be able to do that. In a meeting, you're going to be able to magnify a slide. Now, it doesn't change how the presenter or other people are just viewing it. It's a personal thing. Um, and then once you're done, you can click the sync to presenter and it'll... Um, it'll go all the way back, you know, to what, um, the way it's being shown to everybody else. So in PowerPoint Live, um, you're going to be able to, to zoom, uh, magnify the slide. Now, this is only for uh, Microsoft Teams desktop, unfortunately, for right now. But you're going to be able to use the plus and minus buttons. Um, there's going to be in the menu, or you can use shift, like the shift key for us wonderful Windows people. Um, shift plus and minus um, to be able to, do, I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna do it. If you're on a tablet, you can do. You can pinch um, on a trackpad, uh, so you're gonna be able to kind of zoom in. I, I love this, especially for this is not just accessibility for those that may be having trouble vision trouble and want to zoom in on things, which it is, but it's also for um, sometimes when the content's just too small and maybe the presenter. Um, didn't realize that or was uh, didn't want to kind of emphasize it, but you know, the viewers want to, to view what's going on there. So anyway, this will be rolling out mid November and will reach general availability by early December. And there's some screenshots in here on, on what it's going to look like and how you can um, magnify the slide. Um, it, it's interesting. There is no help documentation on this one, uh, which is, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, but there is uh, some screenshots there. And then it says, how do you need to prepare for this change? Well, you please inform your users and update your training documentation. Um, I hope you're not manually, well, some people are. If you're manually keeping up to date training documentation on Teams, mm. I, bless your heart. I, I feel for you. And I, um, if that's what's happening, then um, I'm sorry, because, uh, you know, we cover changes every week. Um, but hey, maybe, you know, it's job security. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, uh, we've, we've got something interesting here for Viva um, coming shortly. Um, Viva Admin Center or Admin Experiences for the Microsoft 365 Admin Center, MC452213. Uh, I would say it's a, a few updates shy of Viva getting its own Admin Center like we see for Exchange and SharePoint. Uh, but today, before this update, if you wanted to uh, set up Viva and manage certain things. It kind of was very bitsy. It was go here and set up the service and, and the Office 365 setup. Um, and uh, for licensing and, and all the like, it was like you could go here, there, and each other place to get that all set up. Well, they are consolidating some of these uh, capabilities. Can I make a joke here, Daniel? And they're calling it Viva Collection, not Connection, right? So... Viva Connections is a Viva product. Viva Collection is the collection of admin functions that you can use to control something like connections. Have I confused everyone? 
Good. You confuse <laughs> me all the time. Oh, gee. Okay. So uh, yeah. rather than scroll through and read this, uh, I think there's um, is it an additional information. There's a good couple of, well, there was that. No, it was the blog post that had a, a good video to scrub through. I think that I've got that handy. Let's go full screen and be all descriptive too. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Mute, so I don't need that. Cool. So scrolling okay. through this. So this uh, is the video the on, the, that... on the blog post, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Blog post. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you'll see is uh, Viva setup functions will become available in the search box for the admin center. So if in a pinch you need to get straight through to goals and tweak a few things, then you can just search for Viva goals and uh, you'll find it there. Uh, but this is this is where um, things become a bit easier to use and more interesting. You still will go to home and set up in your admin center. Like I said, it's not going to have its own admin center yet. We think it will. Um, but there'll be uh, one layer down where you can see that Viva collection of all the different Viva products in the suite that you might have got or individual ones that you've licensed. And so some of those things that you'll be able to do, if we scroll through here, that you can manage licenses from one place uh, so that um, you can click on through and see how many you've got. Um, you can manage the roles for some of these different uh, Viva services. Uh, so think of um, uh, Viva Topics, for example, where you've got uh, knowledge managers, you've got people that have the ability to uh, be SMEs and, and manage the content, and then over and above that, um, other roles too. Uh, so those are all easy to manage and... Just going into a service, for example, you can go through and, and set up, go through those key steps about what you need to do and uh, whether you have completed that step. So it is an improvement on what we have today and good to see that they're making it a bit easier. And this, they've started rolling this out already and is expected to be completed in November for... Pre, a preview experience and generally available will start late November, complete late December. Um, yeah, get to it. Have yeah. fun. Yeah, and, and it. Um, I think the key there right now and continuing will be the point of kind of getting started with how do I get started with this Viva product? You know, there'll mm. be steps for you to take there of, and it's just going to make it easier for um, not only telling you how, but also providing the ability to do things like saying this is a knowledge person, um, this is someone who manages learning, etc. So in those roles. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, let's talk about a new look for Office for the web, if we're still calling it Office. Announcing the new look of Office for the web, MC452253. Um, this is, it's kind of quick here, but this is, um, they're changing the visuals for office for the web and really the biggest change I see is the colors. Uh, so, you know, when you go to word for right now and you say, Oh, open up word in, in the browser, it has a nice blue cause word is 
blue, right? Word, um, uh, the bar is blue and it says word and there's a search box there. Well, they're changing that to not be blue anymore, not have any color other than just gray. And Daryl's showing it on the video there. Basically, it's going to look the same as far as um, aesthetics are concerned across Word, Excel, PowerPoint, other than just your icon for what it is and, and your menu items. Um, so uh, just want to let you know that this is happening. Um, I don't really think it's great. I My biggest thing is I looked at that and went, if you look at the change, and there's um, a blog post there as well, and um, if you look at it, and it shows a graphic of, of it changing what it was in Windows and now what it's going to be. It's the same for this in the web. It, it looks, you, you basically could tell, it's like, well, where did the search bar go? Um, well, it's still there. It's just the same color background as everything else. And um, you just hopefully you're used to it being there, I guess. Um, so I'm not hmm. real fond of this change, but it is what it is. It looks very... Um, my first reaction was, oh, that's very Mac-ish. Like, it's very, they're trying to be, you know, slick with their graphics, I guess, um, their aesthetics. Um, anyway, targeted release rolling out mid-November, completed by mid-December, and then standard mid-December and expected to be completed by late February. So this is, it's going to be a while as they roll this out. Um, I, You know, I think they're trying to get a slick look for everything a modern look um and you know it's one of those if you don't like it uh well tough uh, so <laughs> i think we're gonna have to just get used to it but this is just this is gonna be fun of every all the colors being all you know mm. they do they do uh, make a point in the message that they are not changing where things are nothing has moved so it's not a question of who's moved my buttons, um, but uh, well, maybe so, be a bit. Yeah, but it says people will, how this will affect your organization. People will notice the look and feel changes and might have questions if commands moved. We have not moved location of commands or mm. nor change any icons. So if people ask, where did my icon go? Or where did my commands go? You say, nowhere it's still there they got caught in a blizzard and now they're kind of faded in that sort of white right. gray which they're faded we were That's arguing right. whether it was triple f f f e or right. six f's if you're into hexadecimal colors just very slight differences Anywho's, we are Anywho. rapidly getting to time so let's do a couple of quick mentions daryl yep. you're up what about stories yeah um this uh we had Dan Holm on talking about the changes with Viva Engage and, and Yammer. Uh, and we have had Storyline delivered. Uh, it was actually GA around Ignite. Storyline being that you can go to your profile and create your own stories and they'll sit there on your profile. <coughs> excuse me, on your profile. And if people are following you, then they will see that in their feed. But what was missing was the, the stories thing that we see in other social platforms where Excuse me, bit of toast that's really bothering me. The stories along the top um, is what's now being delivered. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where you'll be able to see the, the quick videos that you might create within Engage or Yammer, mm -hmm. pictures, posts, 
and uh, see that along the top. So that is mm-hmm. uh, rolling out public preview for storyline in November um, and complete mid-November. So Yeah, the stories, and that's MC452234. Yes. Um, the, last one. the next one, uh, we talked about this before, which is n- updated. New home experience for Viva Connections desktop, MC447338. What we're wanting to highlight here, it has been updated. Um, we'd like to think based upon our feedback, but uh, probably others as well, <laughs> is that uh, under how this will affect your organization, they have now rewritten that to say that um, what we talked about before was they're going to push this on everybody. And if you don't do anything, then if you're using Viva Connections now to show your internet, that's going to be replaced by this new Viva Home experience. Um, So if you don't do anything, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, what they have made very clear is that they're going to make a PowerShell command available by mid-November so that you can actually do something about this if you want to keep your current experience in Viva Connections. And you can use that PowerShell command so that when it rolls out next year, uh, general availability in 2023, then uh, you will already have issued the command and it won't change your environment. So we just wanted to highlight that that has Mm. been updated to reflect that information. And it won't necessarily, I mean, you won't lose your home site. You won't lose those settings. What was going to happen was it would make this experience the default. That, that That's right. default Viva landing page that aggregates a few things. That's right. The PowerShell command will ensure ahead of time that when that change is rolled out, you'll have still your home site that you've uh, developed and made look gorgeous. Uh, Indeed. Right there. Indeed. Uh, Finishing off, last one uh, is, I think I've added this in here somewhere, video clips and teams. So this is just a callback. Mm -hmm. We haven't done one of those for a while, but a feature that has landed uh, or is landing for for some of us, being able to create short video messages in Teams chat. Uh, So I did want to just bring up an example and show you. Um, This is, let me just make this full screen as well. Oh, no, this will be fine. Uh, team chat here with a uh, team member here, um, Jess, and what we have at the bottom is beside our send button, a new video uh, bubble. So let's uh, fire that up. All right, using the same camera, um, I can record a one minute video. Hey Jess, this is, this is Daryl and I'm making a message for you live on our show. Um, have a great morning. See ya. Pause that, review, I can trim it up, maybe uh, about there, that's fine, or record again, send it, and so that will uh, drop the uh, message out there. Another interesting thing as this has started to land, of course, I dig in a bit deeper and find, well, where does this video go? And there, there is a um, uh, place for videos, it's like attachments within your OneDrive. Again, yeah, it is using OneDrive storage, but um, they are there, and you can uh, watch that video or do whatever you want to it. Similar sort of thing landing also with Stories and Storyline and Yammer. Uh, both of the videos are being played by stream in the background. Uh, so that's, um, if we just play that there. Loading, loading, loading. Yep, there we go. You didn't need to hear it, but that's that's cool. It works yeah. as advertised. Cool. Um, so awesome. that is coming to you soon. 
And that was that was our our wrap up. We did actually get through a number of different messages. Thank you, Evan, for hanging mm-hmm. in a bit longer. Uh, but it was a good week to highlight what's happening. Uh, you know what to mm-hmm. do. Um, continue to engage with us and pass your comments. Thank you for everyone who joined us live and uh, pass comments in the chat as well. Uh, and for those who watch the videos later and do so there too. Yeah, follow us on socials. We are 365MCS on all the socials. So remember, you're sharing this episode and just tag us and we'd love to engage with you on all the socials. With Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now. See ya.